Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Dusk and Shady Media Network podcast. We discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? My tongue is on fire a little bit because I went to this taco place last night with some friends after after we were finished at the bars called Velvet Taco. Um, I forget which exactly which taco this is because I got three of them because I knew I was I knew I was going to want one today. But it's like spicy chicken. I I forget what the sauce exactly is on it. But it's like I, I like I just, I just took a bite before we started recording. And I just realized I re I re remembered just how hot it is. I'm just like this is a good kick in the mouth. I I needed this to wake me up. Very nice. And with me as always <laughs> as well is what time is uh sarah becker how are you sarah i'm good i uh, i realized i could have said this on last week's episode too but i forgot um my strange accomplishment for the month is i have now watched every single episode of pinky and the brain dude yes Ooh, oh that is a good accomplishment yes. i haven't that even done that all on hulu go forth and watch Ooh, and try to take that. over the world yeah and sarah sent us uh, a clip I did not know existed. And I'm so glad. Oh my god, it was so great! Star Trek themed <laughs> exercise video, video joke. Set buttocks to start. <laughs> Step in oh, with John so Luke. <laughs> it was great. Uh, you can uh, look it up on YouTube. It is yes. the best 20 seconds you can do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am your host, Ben. And uh, I'm, I'm in my uh, uh, my my sister-in-law's office. I'm watching the house while they're away in New York City, and uh, there are lots of children's toys around. And I'm just now noticing that these plastic hammers and fake things are my uh, uh, my nieces. So thank you, Green Toys, for making like hammers and fake hammers and saws and screws, which are quote unquote male toys. Uh, for girls, Yay. thank you for that. Go non gender toys. I'm all for that. Now she loves pink, so she still wants pink stuff. So I mean, yeah, they have to. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just she has to buy pink stuff for now. I've seen yeah. pink yeah. hammers she she's before. A bad, she's a badass with tools. Exactly. You can have pink hammers. I'm just saying it's very cool that they made them. So yes. well done, Green Toys. I approve your 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 plans. All right. Let's talk about Season 7, Episode 19, Episode 20, which are Strange Bedfellows and the Changing Face of Evil. So first up is Strange Bedfellows. Indeed. Well, one more episode of this nonsense to get yeah. through, so let's get it over with. Worf and Ezri are put in a cell together so we can get all pervy about it. But don't worry, buddy, it's mostly just a soap opera at this point. While the Founders are all about their new green bays, the old fling the Cardassians are tossed into the cold, as many Cardassian planets are part of the deal, much to the anger of Damar. Damar also demands that Wayun send reinforcements to save the troops at Septimus Three, and Wayun promises they won't die in vain. Damar, it's classic genie legalized trick. Don't fall for it, you drunk. Damar and Wayun interrupt Ezri and Worf fight 1398-B, to remind them that they will be executed by Cardassians soon, to which Worf responds with a good old bit of murdering Wayun. While Damar has fun with that, as he will finally get a good night's sleep, it just means a new Wayun clone will arrive soon. Indeed, soon Wayun 8 arrives and brings with him a new headache, this time the Breen Thought, <laughs> given full access to all Cardassian classified files. 
While Ezri and War fail a rescue attempt, they finally agree that banging was a mistake. Thank you! And they should live separate lives. Meanwhile, Tamar has finally reached his breaking point when he discovers Mayun did not send the reinforcements to Septimus III, and now the planet has been taken by the Klingons, and a garrison of 500,000 Cardassians is now wiped out. Mayun notes that their deaths were not in vain, as they let the Klingons take the planet in order to force them to divert energy to holding a strategically useless zone. Damar, sickened by this and his ninth bottle of booze in, decides enough is enough. He goes to Ezri and Worf and has them led to their executions, but to their surprise, he kills the other Kardashians and gives them weapons to escape. He tells them to go to Sisko and let him know that he is an ally now with the Alliance. They escape, and Damar goes to do a dramatic getting his shit in order montage. Meanwhile, on Bajor, Kai, Wynn, and Angel, a.k.a. Dukat, are still being all gross with each other. After much whining, Kai, Wynn finally receives her second vision, but is shocked to find out these are not the prophets, but the Pal Reeds, who wish to use her to basically cause the end times. Wynn is horrified and asks that Angel get the Orb of Prophecy so she can ask for the prophet's forgiveness, which is all part of Dukat's evil, terrible, horrible plan. When he gives her the orb, he reveals that he is a servant of the Pares, who only wished to usher in a new, better age for the Bajoran people, but Wynne kicks him out. She tries to speak through the orb to the prophets, but like always, she, she, she sees no visions and hears nothing. In what must be the hardest call of her life, Wynne goes to meet with Kira, who is over the moon, when she hears that Wynne has done all these things, and it means she's failed and needs to step down. Wynne, who at first seemed to accept humility, realizes that means, you know, losing power, and it's not really kind of her thing. Wynne, who feels she has been pushed around too long by the prophets, tells Angel that now she will serve the Pares and destroy anyone in their path. What do we think of Strange Bedfellows? That ending is the perfect example of what I addressed last week of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want terrible things to happen, but when it does, they excite me. My note for that moment is no, but yes! Right. <laughs> because it's going to create more intrigue and a chance for the heroes to do really awesome things to save the day. Maybe that's yeah, why I like right. it. I don't know. I might just enjoy it's watching it. It's like it's bad, but also drama. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, 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 as much as much as I hate the prospect of it, or like, of what it can mean, because, because especially with her being the Kai, she can do some dangerous things. At the same time, I am happy to see Kai Wen finally just fully accept the fact that she's like, no, I'm power hungry. I know I want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this episode, she, I she, she really finally enjoyed. She she finally called JD Wentworth, and she was like, I need my money now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you put that song in my head <laughs> you're you. welcome which version <laughs> though that's a better question the one where they're all singing oh, opera on the bus i'll sing cars for kids at you yes that's the only that's, the, that's always my first go-to <laughs> um i really enjoyed kevin this episode yes uh, I, I totally agree with you sarah and yep she's become such an interesting character mm-hmm. there was such a really interesting moment in this episode when she she calls up Kara, who, like, they've had the longest, like, I hate you so much, <laughs> like, together. And it finally seems like she's going to accept humility. And then Kara gives her the logical choice of, well, step down. You have totally failed. <laughs> you have, like, almost destroyed everything we've worked for. And she's like, mm, but power, though. I don't know about that, though. 
Right. And 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 Kai is such a fascinating character. She's gonna be a big part of my grand unified theory of religion when it's deeply dying. Because she is such an interesting character of the person who is silent. You know, God is silent to her and she is not the chosen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always think there's something very interesting about not being the chosen one when you feel like you should be. Mm-hmm. Uh the movie Secret of Nim 2 is... Oh my god, yeah. It's not a good movie. But there's one really interesting twist in that movie, which is that there's this one kid who's like told he's going to be the chosen for the rest of his life, and the villain turns out to be his brother. And the whole thing is, what is it like to be the brother of the chosen one and you're forgotten? Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of interesting. And they do something similar here, which is that uh, by all accounts, Kai Wen should be the emissary. She's the leader of the people. Now, granted, she got there through pretty shitty means, but uh, she is the leader of the people. She's like the most like hardline conservative, you know, of them. She's like uh, uh, you know been the Kai for a very long time, and you know, in in her protagonist view of herself, which is what I really like, is that she is the protagonist of the story, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for those some people to realize that they are the side character. Yeah. <laughs> the assist. Right. Everyone wants to be Michael Jordan. No one wants to be Scotty Pippen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no yeah. one wants to throw the ball to him. Um, uh, and, 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 I, and I find that storyline very interesting. And I find Kai Wynn so interesting because it's very true to her character that she does this because it's finally a point that gives her meaning in a sense, you know what I mean? It goes along with your point of Jakarta. It's two different people finding their meaning through evil. Like, because it's like, she has denied this her entire life, but then she suddenly finds power again when she's completely lost it. And, you know, like the, the first episode she saw back in this arc, she had to come begging to like, can I be in your wedding? You know, mm-hmm. like, that's just not, that's very low on the power totem pole. And to see her react this way and to really just in, like you said, embrace that, like, J.G. Wentworth, I want my power, and I want it now, um, <laughs> is exciting. And Every time I see one of those commercials now, I'm going to think of Kai Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Ben, you're on a roll. Fake opera. <laughs> just... uh, I'm mostly done. I, mm. I, I just really enjoyed her character in this episode, and, and it's tough to, like, turn her from, like, that and then just in general it's just kind of cool that the pope is evil yes. <laughs> it's kind of great yeah, it's just, like, there's the evil pope <laughs> if i was writing a, a a fun silly apocalypse movie i'd want an evil pope that's great yeah, <laughs> like, not this pope i like this pope but a fake pope would be like an evil oh he's actually the antichrist if, but he's the pope if, oh if we, that's if, exciting if we, if we were going to rewrite the da vinci code then it's like it's the pope who's like behind everything going wrong right it was always like a sub pope Mm-hmm. It's like a like a yeah, yeah one of the thing. one of the cardinals yeah no no yeah no I I, I find I find it interesting I find it interesting interesting and really cool what Kaiwin is doing because because because, t- because taking from enough from taking from another piece of pop culture at least at least for me pop culture she is doing the opposite of what Tenzin did in uh in Le- in legend in Legend of Korra when Legend of Korra, oh, Legend of Korra, uh, Legend of Korra when, when it when it came, when it came to his daughter like like, like Tenzin was like. I'm Tenzin was like I am the son of Ang. I am the one, I am the one who like my father can airbend. Why can I not do this astral projection thing? But then but then when his daughter can do it he's like wait it's you and at first he was miffed about it but he eventually came around he was like wait hold up. Why would I be upset about this? 
at least someone can still do it. This is a good thing. Go on. Go it's a positive for the universe. Right. Yeah. If, if he was like, go on. Kick ass. Do- kick, kick ass daughter. I, I, I forget what her name is off the top of my head. Genora. It's like, it's like, go off child. Genora, thank you, thank Genora, you. It's like yeah. go off Genora, kick ass, kick, kick, kick ass with Cora. I'll be over here doing. I'll be over here doing what I need to do to help her succeed. Whereas with Kaiwen, she's like, "Fuck this shit. I like the title of Kai. I like the title right. of Kai. <laughs> and if it's Kai of the Pa race, then so be it. You know. Right. Yeah. So what's that line that we're going back to Game of Thrones? that Peter Baelish would be um, lord of everything, even if it was lord of the ashes, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's how, that's how Kai went. Even if there's no Bajorans left, at least you would be the religious leader of what was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what, that's why I always, that's why I always find it interesting when, when it, when, especially, I think, it, I think it happens, especially in, in like comics or like video, video games and stuff. When, when, when the, when the, when the villain's like, yeah, I want to like destroy the world and like rule it. It's like, why would you want to rule over nothing? Like, why would you just want to be like just sitting there on your made-up throne of just nothing but burning ashes? I find that confusing. I mean, to some people, that's all they want. You know what I mean? And some people I just think, want to watch the world burn. Yes. And, I mean, I think it's something we've seen time and time in Yemen, Kaiwen, that is interesting is that she's just not willing. She, and again, why I find her fascinating, she treats religion um, with convenience. Mm. There's, there are people who are only religious when it's convenient. You know mm. I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and and when the gods aren't doing anything for you, it's like, well, fuck them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and that's why Benjamin is a better emissary because he has gone through hardship and accepted these things and doesn't turn his back on the prophets. But obviously, he just did. So obviously, he's going to do that. Trial, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they directly except intercede, except for just now. So that's what makes it a little interesting. Um, but that's what I think makes Kai such a Kai Wynn such a fascinating character I've really enjoyed her throughout these years she's just oh, she's just so manipulative but like you kind of get it but it kind of trips you absolutely insane like she's she does get into that Dolores Umbridge quality of like yes. she's very believable as a human being we've kind of met a Kai Wynn I feel like in our lives at some point or another and you're just like just start doing religion wrong. You're mm-hmm. just doing it the wrong way. Yeah. And like, you make a bad name for all other people who are of faith, you know? Exactly. And that's why I find her so infuriating and so like, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Well, thankfully it's not too much more than as you stuff to talk about, it, but let's get out of the way. Thankfully they finally addressed that it was a bad idea and it's over. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <sighs> There is a very is nice else? line, uh, I think, in that conversation that Worf and Ezra have. Um, probably Ezra said it. She says, I don't think there was anyone aboard DS9 that wasn't Jadzia's lover. And I just wanted to point out, she said, not any, she said, anyone, not any man. Oh. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm probably reading entirely too much into that, but it makes me happy. No, yeah, but it's not, no, I don't think you're reading too much into it. I think you're totally. I think that's totally validated. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Sarah's happy dance. Yes, happy lesbian dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, the only thing I have to say is that there's one shot where they're hanging upside down, but <laughs> oh, just yeah. the actors holding their arms up and like swaying. And so I just recommend just 
looking upside down and it's very funny it's just them with their arms up like i need to watch that scene again because i think i was just so annoyed with them that i didn't bother to pay attention to the (laughs) cinematography of that scene just just put it on mute and just like turn your head (laughs) it's it's really goofy just watch as poor michael dorn is like i'm upside down i promise (laughs) believe me amazing Oh, also, uh, uh, but yeah, what you what you think of? Sorry, you go first. Okay. No, I was just gonna say, uh, Breen thought. The Breen, what? The Breen thought. The thought. I can't. That word has changed yeah. recently too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm pretty sure when they came up with that word, they were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna come up with like a generic, like kind of alien sounding word." Nowadays, it's like you a thought. It's like, oh, yeah, is that thought over there? I I don't <laughs> know what that means. Uh, thought is a acronym for that hoe over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like when you see like a like a Instagram girl putting like her booty up in every picture, you're like this thought right there. Yeah, giving, <laughs> uh, giving giving the very MySpace picture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another cultural reference. Yep. Yeah, thought gore. That's going to make me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, what do you guys think of uh, Damar? I mean, he's he's also got a very... Yeah! I thought that Um, switch was really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Speak on that one. Um, Just... Because like with with him with him with him with the Cardassians being under Dominion rule for so long, he like like we 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 have we have kind of seen this ten, this tension growing what this tension growing where 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 we where we see where we see kind of we we see uh um official officials of the Cardassians especially especially those who like who who like interact directly with um direct directly with way 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 and the way and the and the and the other vorta and 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 the gem hadar kind of like questioning their questioning their motives and their and, and their me- and their methods and and being like why are you doing this why are you doing that why should why should we give up this kind of information that we've held so closely to our chest for so long and so it's and so i it, kind kind of kind of like how whenever we whenever we have seen um Kind of like how whenever we have, whenever we have uh, been in, been introduced to a Jem Hadar or to or to or to or to one of the iterations of um, of of Wei of Wei Yun who like who deviated from what they were manufactured basically manufactured to do we 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 now we now we now have this organic growth and 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 a and a, and a, and a character who thought he was going to get power and it's like. Hold on, we actually totally gave it up. We 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 completely gave up our sense of agency. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept because the Dominion are this collective, you know, that all serve a whole. So it's a very fascist sort of system. That sort of, that sort of, I guess, um, that's where I'm looking for. Speciesist, fascist, instead mm-hmm. of racially. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's a very interesting idea, which is like, you know, and again, part of the thing is like, what have you done for me lately? It's like for both of these characters. And it's like, Janet when Jackson. You're, right? It's very Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately, uh, Prophets? And what have you done for me lately, Dominion? You know? Um, and, and part of the thing about fascists is always serving the state. So if you're not serving the state, you're not worth anything. Uh, the uh, wonderful Twilight Zone episode, The Obsolete Man. 
which is one of my favorites word that's uh uh just quasi upset i don't know mm. the dive too deep in it but it's you know just the general idea that when you're obsolete you be thrown aside so now the breen are the magical creatures with the uh, as we'll see uh power and the cardassians are now swept aside and it is just a generally interesting idea that the cardassians were such a proud people to serve now is that they are and again a little quiet magic trick we'll see is that they quietly very subtly turn the cardassians into the Bajorans. And you're like, how did yep. you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how did you do that? Wait, which, where was your hand? Was the, was the hot lady distracting me? What, I, I, what, how did you manage that? And I just find that very impressive. Sympathetic villains. <laughs> but also, like, come on. You got to get that shit in writing, Jamar. You can't yes. do it. Oh, they won't Thank die you. in vain. Yeah. William's a crafty bastard. You can't let him. Get it, get it in writing, signed and notarized by it, by by by, yes. by, 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 by an unaffiliated third party. For real, for real. The one thing I'll say I was very disappointed in this episode. Damar loses his people. He's drunk. There's a mirror. He's staring at it. He's got a bottle in his hand. He just throws alcohol on the boy. Mirror. No, you smashed that That's mirror. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You take that bottle and you smash that mirror. I was so disappointed. <laughs> Come on, I love a good mirror smash. Yeah, it's always great. <laughs> no, 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 Demar, no, Demar, Demar was like, I'm. Demar was like, this isn't like an actual face, but I'm gonna give, I'm, I'm gonna give the gayest slash most most Real Housewives of pick your city response to my disgust of myself drink in your face and it's like no smash, <laughs> it's like dude smash the mirror just, just smash, punch it smash it smash it up oh man mm. well, is there anything else you guys want to say for this episode before we move on uh, nah I think we covered everything yeah. oh I will say that uh, I watched this episode with my mom and she of course recognizes Louise Fletcher uh, who's playing Kai Wynn and uh, my mom just made the comment of, Louise, you're looking good. And I was like, she is, Mom. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah she aged well. Yes. I don't know if she's still alive or not, actually. I uh, I think she is, but I guess I don't know that for certain. Um, but she's amazing. It's just so interesting that she's had such a long career. And mm-hmm. it's just so exciting that she's in the show. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, right, next up is The Changing Face of Evil, Season 7, Episode 20. We begin with Ezri and Worf returning to the station to inform the crew as best they can of the Breen becoming a Dominion race. Soon they learn that the Breen have attacked Earth, even blowing up the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge. You bastards. While Earth managed to defend itself, it was a tough battle, and Martok and Sisko agree they need to find the Breen's weakness soon. Ben must then face his biggest battle yet, early married life, as Cassidy fucks up his beloved Peppers, and he in turn fucks up her shipping routes. All that fighting is put on hold, though, when they learn that the Dominion are preparing to retake the Chintaka system, the one Federation foothold in Dominion space. The Guru take the Defiant to the battle, and while they manage to kill a few Breen ships, suddenly they are hit by a devastating Breen weapon that drains the power from all the support systems, including the shields. With no protection, the ship is quickly overrun by fire, and Ben sadly orders the ship abandoned. They escape, but the Defiant is no more. 
The female changeling clearly did not learn the lessons of New Hope, which is blow up all these escape pods all the time, <laughs> and lets them go to inspire fear in the ranks. With the brain's weapon, the Dominion quickly overrun and retake the Chintaka system. The crew managed to make it home, but Ross and Ben agree that if they don't quickly find a way to counteract the weapon, all will be lost. Meanwhile, on Bajor, Kai, Wen, and Anjul are still up to their old shenanigans. Wen is annoyed she's texted the Paw Rays like 12 times, and she's still not gotten a response back. Angel notes that they just have to open the fire caves and let the paw rays escape and, you know, start the prophecy from the end of the world. Wynne is a little against the whole Armageddon thing, but Angel convinces her the end of Bajor just means a new beginning, not real death and fire and brimstone. Wynne apparently suffered a major head trauma because she agrees to this. They need to study an ancient book called the Book of Cost Amogen, which Wynne's helper Solbor agrees to fetch for her but is none too happy to do so. In a classic Kung Fu Panda twist, the book is blank. Wynne begins to study all the books on the subject, much to Solbor's objections and Dukat's nagging. Having enough of this, Solbor has Angel's DNA analyzed and discovers who he really is and confronts the Kai of this news. She is rightly grossed out, but still believes in the Pa Rays. Solbor attempts to escape and warn the Vedics of Wynne's heresy, but she stabby-stabs him to death. In her horror, she throws the knife on the book and it bursts into flames, and that, when the flames subside, reveal the hidden text. Kai, seeing this pretty gnarly miracle, begins to read, while Dukat hides Silbor's body. Throughout all of this, Damar begins a plan to overthrow the Dominion and declare Cardassia as a sovereign nation again. He plans it with his right-hand man, Rousseau, and they agree to first make a decisive blow against the Dominion. While they know that not all Cardassians will follow, they hope to inspire enough people that it will turn the tide. At the very least, they agree it will be better to live as free men than slaves to the Dominion. After the loss of the Chintaka system, a message from Damar is transmitted across the galaxy, Damar stating that the Cardassian government is now in open rebellion against the Dominion, and for their first act, they've destroyed a cloning facility, one that just so happens to be where all the Wayunes are. As to be expected, the female changeling says to wipe them out, all of them. On the station, Ross states that Damar may now be the key to victory, and Sisko agrees to find and help him before he gets all murderated. What do you guys think of the changing face of evil? You you didn't talk about the best part of this episode, Ben. Oh, what I missed. Where, when Miles and Julian have created a model of the Alamo. Okay. Oh, yes, right, they, they did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of plot to get through, but that is yes. very lovely. I just, uh, I, most of my notes for this episode are about that. That's not true. <laughs> Two of my five notes. Just having all caps, Julian and Miles, you nerds, I love you. And, right. uh, and, and, and I'm loving just, all the sass that they get just, about the the Alamo model. And not just that they made the Alamo, but that they are trying as hard as possible in a very obvious ploy, but I think very funny in a historical nerd way, to win the Battle of yeah. the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> And in a very circular way, they are not adding any cannons or anything extra. They're just trying as Different best they can. strategies. To, and because I guess the idea is they're planning there and then going to the Hollow Suite continuously fighting the Alamo. <laughs> like they're win. actually planning To which I loved their tactics. As brutal as a Texan as it was to hear, I did enjoy Julian's quip where it's like, just once I want to win the battle of the Alamo. And Julian goes, then fight for Santa Ana. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, bastards. Yeah, so happy. <laughs> that, that hurt the Texan in me a little bit, but at the same time, I was just like, I was like, these two would have so much fun if they lived in our time and they and they played and they played uh they they, they played Warhammer with like with the, with the little figurines. They would yeah. They would have so much fun playing Warhammer. They would find they would have so many awesome friends. And there's just like a nice like now Worf and Ezra are like a. Uh, like exes who still hang out and they're like yeah. she's like she's like yeah I'm thinking about Julian he's like he's playing with toys he's a nerd she's like it's it's such a nerd. It's cool. and she's like really is it cool <laughs> and then doesn't in like a later episode like O'Brien like Julian's really mad because O'Brien lost like the Santa Ana piece or yes, something yes! Like <laughs> it's like I'm sorry it's like oh god guys just <laughs> too adorable I get oh man I love them uh, where do you want to start um, start with Kai the Defiant the Damar it's a lot let's start with the Defiant because that was a tough blow yeah oh. that was real. that was a really yeah. tough blow like mm-hmm. like re- remember when we were first introduced to the ship when we got like that badass like pan around it it's like let's look at how gorgeous we like let's go how gorgeous this ship is and all and all the and all the time and effort that and all the time and effort that that our, that our that our artists took to like build this in a computer and it's like it's beautiful and now it's like never mind let's blow it up fine was it star trek first contact it fought the Borg ship that's right Scott was oh flying God, you're right. yeah uh, no, that also reminds movies. me, Katie hasn't seen First Contact yet. Ooh. I have to have to fix this. It's my favorite one. <laughs> Sarah just runs away. I'll be back. <laughs> it's like it's like the Defiant survived the Borg, but it couldn't survive the Dominion. The breed, damn you, breed! Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, I just want just a random aside. There is a wonderfully terrible filmmaker named Neil Breen. And uh, he's made many terrible, wonderful movies, uh, and I love him. But uh, I just every time I see the Breen, I think of Neil Breen. I think of him hacking and eating two names. I need to make some kind of mashup somehow. I'll figure something out. Uh, if the Breen take off their helmet, I'm definitely going to CGI his face on there. Oh my god! So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's really interesting. It, it's interesting that they they've. They've changed the tides again. They did so in the most brutal way possible, which is blowing up the Defiant. Oh, I guess they've blown up enough like ships that look like the Enterprise. They know that it's not as effective anymore. So like, what's the ship we can blow up that'll still make you sad? And I'm like, you did it. Mm-hmm. Bastards. This was so bad because it didn't get even to get a chance. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, but that just happens in war. Sometimes they've developed a weapon that's way better than yours. Mm-hmm. Just don't get a chance, yeah. you know. Yep. But, oh well. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but R.I.P. Defiant. Indeed. Yes. Love you so, but uh, sadly you didn't make it stay. But it got a nice send off with Ben looking at it and being like, "It's a good ship." It was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 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 you're and you're right. Like always, all, always take out every single escape pod. Just do it. <laughs> like, like it's, it's like it's like where's the logic in like and like letting like letting someone get back to instill fear? It's like no, more fear will be instilled if everyone's dead. 
Like if it was like a Geneva, I could see it being like a space Geneva convention thing, but like the Dominion don't give a shit about that. Right. As we find out later, they don't care. So like, yeah, just just kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why not? Right. It's it, it's it, it, it's it's like it, it's like a it's like Sean Yu and in, in, in Disney in Disney's Milan. How many messages? How, how many how many men does it take to deliver a message? One. And it's like no, like don't let them even see you coming. Just kill both of them. Right. Exactly. Uh. Only the, the new Disney Milan movie would be more brutal. I doubt it. I mean, they, I mean, it's it's instead instead of instead of Sean Yu, it's going to be a witch. That's right. What? Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. just they're just changing stuff from 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 the from the animated feature film. Don't like it. Don't. I need my gay panic. I need my gay. <laughs> get my my uh yeah. I mean, I is that was... not going to happen? Honestly, probably not. I don't know if he's even a character in this one. Uh, I think he is. Maybe. I mean, uh, admittedly, I don't know anything about this film. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I only know brief stuff. But same. I too close here. Yeah. Only. But yes. Uh, so, what do you guys think of? Uh, Kaiwin has embraced got full dark side, murdery now. Yeah. How dare she? But yeah. also, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I, I love that. It's such a great evil thing that the Pa Wraith book needs like a blood of the innocent to like catch on fire. Ah, oh, yes. This religion shit rules. It's <laughs> <This is> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is always the problem with like evil stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> like. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like Sauron is like a giant flaming eye. <laughs> He's separate. <laughs> Voldemort's separate into eight pieces you have to destroy. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> By the way, there's an illustration from the this book that's on every alpha that looks just like Sauron. Exactly. Like, mm. Kai better show up in that fucking outfit at the end of the season and be like, who's the emissary now? <laughs> Smash! <laughs> Yes. Yes. Poor soul. Poor. This is why you right. never confront uh, someone who's working with evil demons. Yeah. Um, never confront them directly. Go, 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 go to everyone who can, who can like kick them out. Another Star Wars, you know, thing you should have learned from the, the Star Wars universe, which I am considering is canonical, hmm. <laughs> is that the movies exist in the Star Trek universe. Uh, <laughs> dumbass. Samuel Jackson goes to confront Palpatine all by himself with like two people, and he gets murderated, and no one knows it. You gotta go with like three, three hundred. Bring all the cops. Yes. When yes. the FBI raids somebody, they don't send one guy; they send everybody. I'll <laughs> <laughs> break down your door. Like that's what you gotta do with this. Yeah. They, when you confront the Kai Wen, you get you get all the medics, and they have sticks. Yeah. They can you, 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 you show. <laughs> You a show up with you a show up with a team there to take to take them out and b make sure that make sure that make sure that there's that there's a team who that's even separate from them who knows what's going on. Definitely they have a backup that's team. Always, always have a backup team. Always that's what we've learned in this episode. Always have a backup team. Very important to remember when you are dealing with some when you are dealing with someone who might be summoning the apocalypse. Always have a backup team. Yes. <laughs> that's the takeaway you should have from this episode absolutely that, 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 that's and uh, if you're an evil empire don't piss off 
your subjects. <laughs> keep them. Yeah. Keep them. Bread and circuses. Keep them happy. That's that's why that's why Tony Stark. That's why Tony Stark has Jarvis because it's like yeah, there's a bunch that he can do, but he needs but he needs someone who like he needs a he needs a bomb ass supercomputer back home to be like yes sir, I will be I will be, I'll be sending this extra part to your suit directly to you. Give me five minutes. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then we have Demar. He started a revolution. Yes. The full Hunger Games. Mockingjay. Yes. What do you guys think of Demar's uh, uh, call to action? Pretty ballsy of him. Yeah. I applaud him for it. I. I appreciate his his arc uh, during this. Uh, well, I would say during this season, but more specifically, these ten episodes. Yeah. Eight episodes. Jeez. Whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk this about this half next of week the season. Sure. Yeah, fourth, third chunk. This chunk, chunk. this whole big old chunk. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it next. Because he's a lot more character stuff in the next two episodes. But uh, yeah, he is very interesting, and uh, I do think it's interesting the way they they've said it. But I'm glad that it's not just like, and all Cardassians said, "Fuck it." You know uh-huh. that it is going to be a process, and there are going to be people who still want to be part of the Dominion. Which I yeah, like. right. Like, it's not full Russia in World War Two. It's not like full everybody's changed sides. You know, it's, it is a little more murky and a little more difficult. So it's like it can change the tide of war, but it doesn't mean like oh, it's all over. Now. You know, obviously. It's the pen- so it's the pen- it's, it's the penumbra. It's the gray area. Yes. Nice. Learning. <laughs> I learned things today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I just love that he took out Wayne's cloning base. Such a such a dick. <laughs> such right? a dick move on purpose, uh, just to piss him off personally. It's and and, and have the way you can be like, I could be the last one. It's like, damn straight, you could be the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing I didn't mention last episode, we get Worf saying, the breed have no honor. Yes! Oh my god, that's right, you forgot to mention that. Yes! (laughs) Yes! So glad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alright, well I don't know if I have anything else to say for this episode. Is there anything else you guys want to say, or shall we we call it? Well, Uh... I... Uh, I, for 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 the uh, for the book that um for the for the for the for the book that 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 Kai, that Kai Wen has now, I I I I think I think I think it's it it sucks, but I think it's cool how it how it how when you think about it, it kind of lines up with how with with how the book the book's pages basically needed a blood sacrifice for the text to appear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I, I love that element of it. Holy fire is always fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire that doesn't actually burn or reveals the stuff is always like, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that has been our episode. Next week, we'll be discussing more prophecy, more war, more intrigue, so much plot. We're talking about season seven, episode 21, and episode 22, which are When It Rains. Da, da, da and tacking into the wind. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meachill. You can check him out on Twitter at CPDN underscore Meachill. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are part of the Tuscan Trade Media Network. 
You can see more of our shows at TuskenShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.